What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Game Overse, episode 166, for Thursday, December 14, 2023. I am Wasabi Ice Cream, joined as always by Rick. What's up? Good morning, everybody. This episode is brought to you by customer service, because fuck you, that's why. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> if you missed the free show, we, we talked and both bitched and praised various customer service. Experience. I don't know. I just work here, man. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys don't come in for the pre-show, definitely check that out. It was a pretty fun conversation. Yeah. I think it was. But yeah, and everybody, we have quite, well, not a lot to talk about. Not a lot happened here, let's be honest. But still, fun conversations we're going to have. I played a game I'm really excited to talk about in the show. Yeah. And you'll see it in the show notes here, but let's start where we always start. I'll tell you what you've been playing first. Okay, so we mentioned it last week. I played a little Monster Loves You 2, yes. which is, um, you know, they actually they, they sent a code to me, and I, I realized that it was a game that, uh, from a series that's over a decade old, so I was like, holy shit. It's crazy you guys are still yeah. working on this. But, um... Checked it out a little bit, played maybe like an hour of it, and it is, it's it's an adventure game. It's like a choose, you choose your own adventure game. But um, I would imagine the reason that this was reinvigorated, I guess, after 10 years is because they must have played Disco Elysium. Because I'm getting super like this is like this game is like Disco Elysium Light or Disco Elysium for adolescents <laughs> or some or some shit because the the problem with most uh adventure games or you know like the Telltale style or like the Don't Not like Life is Strange style is that there's no impact in the moment to moment choices you're making. Yeah. Like you can kind of just hit any choice and then it it won't pay off until like way later or like won't pay off at all. Or like, it just doesn't matter at all or whatever. Um, this game is totally different and way better because how it works is you have stats, you have positive stats, you have negative stats. So your positive stats are like brains, flesh and guts and your negative stats would be like malice, greed and docility. And you're like a monster. So you're like a, a young monster who's just born. And I think throughout the course of the game, you get a little older and a little wiser. And the choices you make throughout the game will increase or decrease specific stats. So there could be like, hey, I'm a monster and I'm really fucking hungry right now. Do I... um do I go against my monstrous instinct to eat everything that's weaker than me? Or do I just, do I um, try to restrain myself and only eat what's necessary and try to be a good monster? And the choices you make are, will be gated by your stats. So if you have a, if your negative stats are too high, you will give in to your monstrous instincts. So say like your malice or if your greed is way higher than the the check is for that particular section. If your greed is too high, then you give in to that instinct no matter what the choice is. 
you Ooh, give like into that. that instinct. So, and if you um, if you make choices that are greedy, your greed stat goes up, and you you get like locked out of certain choices. Or if you make a choice that costs a certain stat. So if you like try to be like a courageous monster and you make a choice that costs guts, you lose a point of guts and you might not be able to use, say if you have like two points of guts and you make a choice that costs one point, you now have one point of guts and maybe another choice that's coming up costs like two points. You don't, you no longer have those two points so you can no longer make that choice. It's really, and it's like instantaneous too. So you don't know what's coming up. You don't know what you're going to need. So you're like, oh, should I make this choice and, and lose this point right now? Or should I see what might happen? And maybe I can save these points for future choices. And it's really this, it feels way more impactful because you can instantly see the the repercussions of your actions. Um, like, oh no, I used all my strength to get out of this situation. And now there's another check right after that, that now I don't have enough points to do this one um, kind of stuff. Or I made a choice that increased my malice because I made fun of this guy for being an idiot and my malice increased. And now I can't I can't resist my monster's urge to to be mean to people. <laughs> it's like shit like that. Yeah where it's like this this very delicate balance of your stats that it's it's really it's really fucking cool and that's why i say it's it 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 comes off as like they played some they they must have played some disco elysium because disco elysium is it does the same thing where you have stat points and if your stats ain't up takes a lot of inspiration sorry to cut you off but yeah yeah inspiration from like tabletop rpgs which are very similar like you make whatever choices you want yeah but have the stats and the roles to like back it up yeah so, so it's interesting to see that because it doesn't sound like there's dice rolls just a point buy-in system you have to have the points to do it or you don't yeah and, and you have to have the points to resist or you don't i like that a lot because it doesn't leave anything up to chance it's just hey this is the character you've cultivated throughout the game so like live with the choices that they would make yeah so it's it's really cool it's really cool so um and it presents itself as a kids game kind of from the way it looks and just the way it presents once you actually start playing it there's a lot of (laughs) there's a lot of um the the writing is really good and detailed and some of the when you do commit an act of brutality it's written in a way where it's like god damn this is not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is very descriptive for something that looks like a, a kid's game. So um, I would say maybe, you know, maybe like teenagers and up should maybe play this. But um, like it's I mean, really it's cool. Like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Really charming. The writing's really good. Um, and it's out on Steam and Switch, I think. So it's like, I think it's like 15, 10 or 15 bucks. So um yeah, it seems like there's a there's a lot of content there. Um, it's like a fun adventure game to just play through. I like it. Yeah, and then I also played. So this game came into my radar because it was on sale and it was in my wish list. So I must have know. I must have seen this before, and was like, holy shit. Uh, this game's called No Sun to Worship, 
and it is a it is a what if they made Splinter Cell, but in the style of Metal Gear Solid on the PS One, and that's what this okay. game is. <laughs> okay, and it nails that aesthetic perfectly. That like crunchy kind of like yeah, specifically like the 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 Metal Gear Solid like aesthetic. Yeah, because Metal Gear Solid was super interesting because it's trying to like replicate like movies. So they they did a lot of like camera angles and stuff that you wouldn't expect from. Uh, yeah, like, the only games I've uh, seen that did that are like Metal Gear Solid and like Vagrant Story. I think are the only two games that nailed. Yeah, that. I don't necessarily mean like the cinematic aspect. I just mean like the visual, like the environmental design, visual design of like the environments and the aesthetics there. Yeah. Um, just the way it looks, it's like. It's like a Splinter Cell game, but in the style of Metal Solid is basically, okay. yeah. So, and in terms of gameplay as well, but it doesn't actually, it doesn't nail that part of it, but you can, um, you can do the Splinter Cell thing of you can um, shoot out lights and you're, you have a light meter and you have a visual of a noise meter. So when you walk and you're like making more noise, the faster you walk, or if you're like standing directly in light, your your visual light meter is is higher, so you can shoot out you can shoot out light bulbs and the lights will go out, um, shit like that. Now the problem, the problem is, it doesn't really nail the gameplay. <laughs> oh yeah. It is. It is. Um. You know, you can tell that there's there's a budget here, and they didn't have a lot of budget to focus on the gameplay parts of it i mean this game just came out it came out in september or october so it came out fairly recently and they're probably still where it's not in early access so it is out but um i think some of the some of the enemy ai stuff was where i was seeing issue because you will you would get a lot of um there was a moment where i realized you can shoot out the lights so the way this game works is that if you take out an enemy, you have an ability that uses your health. It drains your health, and for but the trade-off is all of your steps are silent. So basically, you can walk as you can be as noisy as you want when this thing is activated, but it drains your health. So and the way you get that your health back is if you knock out, if you kill an enemy, you can take their body stays there until you like take you can take their health and then it replenishes your health and then their body disappears so you can leave the bodies there if you don't want the health yet and then come back later get the health and then their body disappears you can't pick up you can't pick up and move the bodies or anything wherever you kill them their body is just there so i think it was like in the second or third level i got to where i was taking guys out and I was just leaving the bodies there because I was just shooting them with the silence pistol and I was leaving their bodies there because I didn't I didn't need the health yet. And then I realized you can shoot the lights out because I took one guy out directly underneath a light and there was another guy patrolling. And I had a body on the ground. This guy was patrolling and didn't see the body. He was patrolling back and forth. I was like, okay, he doesn't see the body. But then when I shot the light out, when he came back around on his next patrol, he saw it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, um, some of the AI is just not, uh, d- definitely in the way they patrol because it doesn't seem like they patrol on a, 
a regular like you know in these stealth games all the ai is like they're programmed to patrol a specific route and they stay on that route but i think once i got to like the third level motherfucker was just walking around like willy-nilly like there was no routing of the of the of the enemies everyone was just all over the place and i was like what the fuck like how do like there were like 12 guys all in the same spot i'm like how the fuck are you supposed to do this there's no way like the the, the enemies are not supposed to be programmed in such a way that you can actually you know realistically take everyone out and like not get caught but um some of the routes were just not um some of the routing was just was just not good so there's that there was that and um but other than that it's pretty it's pretty solid it's pretty fun i don't know it's um i would like to see them kind of make things a little bit more crisp but I don't know, this was another one that was like I think it was like six dollars, like six dollars on sale. Might might be like ten bucks normally. But so it's um it's a pretty okay game. Yeah, pretty okay. Okay, okay, okay game for like ten dollars or something. Yeah. Um and then I guess yesterday Grand Blue Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising came out today. Yeah, that's like the up. Is that like a sequel to the last Grand Blue Fantasy fighting game or like an updated they, version of it? They call it a sequel, but it is what I believe is, I guess it's the Street Fighter Turbo yeah. to the Street Fighter 2. So yeah. it's it's the Turbo version. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting. I never played the original. I didn't play this game. There's a free version. So there's a free demo version demo it's like a free version but it only has four characters and i think like three of them are on rotation yeah. and um you can do a little bit you can do like chapter one of the story which is like basically the tutorial and like that's it but um it's like okay i guess yeah i don't I know played the first one okay on plus and it was it's okay the the, the the first thing i noticed was that it has no it's limited to 1080p it doesn't yeah. go up to 4k resolution at all which was fucking crazy that um crazy. <laughs> that's just that's straight up just obnoxious <laughs> yeah um it has basically it has no keyboard support not that you should play a fighting game with a keyboard but like it should have the op I think it does have the option, but the controls are just so fucking absurd that you shouldn't even bother. And then the um like has no mouse support in the menus. Like it's like that kind of bad. Where I'm like, if this is your turbo version of this game, you've made this game already, and now you're making it again, but improved, and you don't have 4K, you have no keyboard and mouse support. Uh what the fuck? <laughs> like this is like basic shit. Um uh other than that the fighting is like it's good i um yeah. i'm bad at fighting games also you can't you can't mash buttons and i don't mean that to be like oh, i'm a button masher what i mean is yeah, like no, i have an auto combo system that you can't turn off at least the first one did yeah yeah so you have to you have to hit if it's xxxb you have to hit 
X three times. You can't like wait for the, because what I usually do is I usually wait for the animation to come out. I, I mash X, wait for the animation of like hitting three times, and then I oh. just mash, you know what I mean? But you can't like mash it. You have to hit it three times. Um, and that is not, I mean, it's like fine. You're not supposed to mash, but you know, I just, I just do. And I feel I like the, think most fighting games let you do that. They do. Like, I, most of them let you do that. I, I know like Mortal Kombat doesn't let you do that. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is like a dial in like, but if the animation is still going, the thing hasn't like, you know, the command hasn't come in yet. So I, I usually know some, like eat em ups that do that. But yeah, like uh, not a beat em up, but like some action games. The like Devil May Cry will let you do that. I think Bayonetta lets you yeah. do that. I feel like most games let you do that. Like as long as the animation hasn't finished, you can just keep mashing the button and it counts as you just hitting it once because the animation hasn't finished yet. So, but that is not how this game works. You have to, you cannot mash it. You have to hit it three times, then hit the B button once. And it took me a while to figure that out. Like, why is this not fucking working? I'm hitting the <laughs> thing. And yeah, it was like, but that's how I've always played fighting games. I'm like, there's an animation priority usually that doesn't, that overwrites the command that you're inputting. So if you like to mash buttons, maybe don't play this game because that that's the thing they 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 market this as like oh it's very beginner friendly like, that's one of the things that people say about this game specifically is that it's very beginner friendly i'm not a fighting game guy i fucking i mash buttons but like not to the point where i'm just like hitting random shit like i, I i'm doing the inputs but i'm just <laughs> i'm just hitting the button more than you're supposed to because the animation hasn't finished yeah um so like when when I, I I wait for that verification of okay here's the first animation contact here's the second animation here's the third animation now I'm gonna stop mashing that button and I'm gonna mash the next button in this like I'm playing it like animation based as opposed to like the command uh, and that just doesn't work with this game so um, other than that it seems pretty solid the, the story mode is almost like a beat 'em up. It's like a beat em up yeah. and then when you get to like a important character, then it turns into like a straight up fighting. You fight that character, um, which is cool. They are, they're making a straight up action RPG that's coming out, I think next month or in two months. Yeah, I'm not excited for that one. That one looks dope. It did look dope when Platinum was working on it. Oh. They're not working on it, I don't care. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Platinum was working on it first. Same with the uh, Valkyria Chronicle, not Valkyria Chronicles. What was that fucking Valkyrie profile? They were working uh -huh. on that first too, and then I don't know what happened, but they dropped them from that project with that and Grand Blue. So oh. now I'm like, I don't give a fuck about these projects anymore. Interesting. Well then, yeah. that would yeah. probably be yeah. fine. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <clears throat> But now, Grand Blue is like, it's a series I've never gotten into because it, it started out as like, it wasn't a fighting game originally. It started out as like some gotcha game, right? Or something? I believe so. Like on mobile, maybe? Or it was yeah. like a visual novel or something? I don't know. 
there's definitely lore behind the game so it's not yeah. I don't know if it's based on something originally but yeah the, I don't know Grand Blue Saga yeah I don't know what it's what it's what it is <laughs> it's not my cup of tea yeah what is my cup of tea though Halo I'm playing a lot of Halo still still fun fucking game I don't yeah. care when anyone says still a good ass game still playing Cyberpunk a little bit uh, but I want to talk about those so recently, <laughs> my dad was nice enough to pick up a copy of Street Fighter Six for me. Um, so thank you, Dad, if you're listening to this. I appreciate it. I love you so much. He uh, he picked it up. He's fucking loved it. And when he found out the game was like cross-platform, he picked up a copy for me and my brother, my youngest brother, who never really got into Street Fighter. So Street Fighter was always a thing. My dad, me... And my younger brother got into, but my youngest brother, my baby brother, he he didn't really care about it. Like he played other games while we were all in the living room playing Street Fighter together. So this is his first like real Street Fighter game to get into, and he fucking loves it. Like he's super into it. Um, my dad just bought a fancy new fight stick and gave his old one to my you know, my brother so he can get into it and try to play with that. Um. I bought an adapter for my fight stick, but I was loaning that to somebody, so now I gotta get that back pretty soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll see if this adapter works. But anywho, Street Fighter Six, dude, is fucking incredible. Yeah, fighting game of like, the year. Yeah, dude, it is so fucking good. The World Tour is a lot of fun to play through. Um, it lets you create your own character, and you can kind of develop them how you see fit you have to pick a you pick a character's fighting style so you get all their basic attacks their basic inputs and some of their like special modifiers but then you can pick the actual special moves you know the hadoukens the tatsumakis the spinning bird kicks you can select those to your character as you see fit only thing is you can't they can't have the same input so if you have an attack that's a quarter circle forward button input, you can't have another one that does the same that's the same input. Even if it's like quarter circle forward punch, quarter circle forward kick, if it's a quarter circle forward plus anything, you can't have two of the same one. Um so that was interesting to play through, but I'm already playing around with it, seeing some stuff I can put together. And it's a lot of fun. The game lets you get super creative with your character. Um I was boring, so I made my character look like me. But I'm I'm a fat guy in real life, so I decided to carry that over <laughs> to my character of the game. Nice. And it's it's pretty funny watching them just like fuck people up, carrying around the same body mass I do, so that was really funny. And he doesn't look exactly like me, but it looks enough like me that like I have to do a double take sometimes and laugh at it. Um But it, it works super well and the story is kinda whatever. It's really goofy. Everyone's just wants to fight it's fucking hilarious you can just walk up to random people like cops and be like oh you want to fight and they'll be like yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> and there are some like gangs in the game still so the game takes place in metro city those of you who don't know metro city is the uh the place that final fight takes place in those of you who don't know final fight and street fighter share the same universe and it was after this big like reform campaign so the gangs are all gone but that's not true there's still a bunch of gangs there they're just, like, not as open. And every once in a while, you get some just fucking random goobers that just want to fucking fight with you. They're the only ones who will, like, 
come up to you and hit you without like initiating a fight first they'll just walk up and hit you and start a fight but they look so goofy because all the gangs have like they're color coordinated and they all wear like a fucking box on their head <laughs> doesn't matter what gang they are like the only thing that's different about them is the color they all have boxes on their head and they're fucking goobers just all of them they're ridiculous and silly and it's so much fun just fucking beating the fuck out of them and the side the quests in the game are hilarious too the game is very silly and i kind of like that like there's a quest where like like some dude is trying to put down a, a bus stop but there's some random like ganger just like standing out in front of it and he's like i don't want to fuck with them he's a ganger so can you like go get him to move please and you go to tell him to move and he's like fuck you i'm not moving you're the first one to get on this bus once they build it and he starts to fight with you <laughs> and you beat the fuck out of him and he's like bro i'm just waiting for the bus and i have to tell him like the bus isn't here dude like they're they're not gonna build it because you're here scaring people <laughs> yeah and he's like oh i didn't know that i'll go then <laughs> he just like leaves after you beat the fuck out of him it's like it's really funny and like just silly and there's a lot of quests that are like that um also you can do like um odd jobs around the area and the odd jobs actually teach you how to play the game so one of my favorites is uh you can work for this pizza place called hadu pizza <laughs> And it starts up a little mini game and you have to roll dough in the mini game, but you have to put up the inputs as they come up. And the inputs are like normal fighting game inputs you'd see. So like quarter circles, like sure you can inputs, um, back forward inputs. You have to put them in quickly enough and consistently enough to get them all out within the time limit. So that's a cool way to like make money in the yeah. game because it gives you money for doing it. And it teaches you like how to do these inputs. So That's if you want to cool. move up from, yeah, it's super cool. And uh, I haven't played all of them yet, but there's another one that teaches you that teaches you charge input. So some characters have a charge input. You have to hold like back for a second, then hit forward and hit a button. So there's some, apparently there's a minigame that teaches you how to do that successfully and consistently. There's another one we have to break boards. So there's two guys stacked up on top of each other, like like feet to shoulders. And they'll pull out a board, so you have to know to, like, jump up and hit the board, or neutral hit it, crouch hit it. And if you hit the guy, he throws the board at you, and you can't block it, and it knocks you down and fucks up your time. So it kind of teaches you, like, you know, proper um, positioning, right? When to, like, jump attack, when to neutral attack, when to crouch attack, when to yeah. overhead. And it teaches you how to do that like consistently because you have a time limit to knock these out. And if you don't do them in the time limit, you fail. And it's it's really cool the way it does it. And I'm sure there's more stuff I haven't seen yet. I, I barely started like really playing it because I haven't had time to play it because I have I have, a, I have a kid and I work full time. But the time I put into it is a lot of fun. I'm having a blast just fucking around in world tour mode. And there's a modern control style. So if you don't like traditional like six button inputs that Street Fighter has. You can do a modern control scheme to kind of play through it. And the game, like, what's cool is that the game encourages you. The game by default is a modern control scheme, but it encourages you to try out the classic control scheme later. And these games, like, kind of teach you how to do that, right? Because when you turn off modern, you have to start doing inputs. 
because you've played how to pizza for like who knows how long now you have a pretty good grasp of how to do a quarter circle consistently you know what i mean yeah that's that's i, I like that it actually teaches you see that's something most fighting games are like starting to kind of do is <laughs> hold on there's fucking planes outside <laughs> that's fine that's what like most fighting games are starting to kind of realize that they have to teach players the uh, the mechanics like not everyone everyone I, a lot of people want to get into fighting games where they find that it, it might be a little um like scary i guess if you if you don't really know like yeah. not not only how to do the shit because it's not just how to do it but it's also knowing when to do it like yeah i know how to do a fireball or i know how to do a, a shoryuken but like when am i supposed to do this and i think that is more important than like just knowing how to do like a con like it's, it's one thing to know how to do a fucking combo but you have to know when you're supposed to pull that out because you, if you just yeah. do it at the wrong time, you're going to get your ass handed to you. Cause... And that's what's cool with this game is it tries really hard to like show that to you. If you're willing to put in the work, it'll do it. That's the only, My only complaint is that you kind of have to like read and play these mini games to like really get it. But the game incentivizes you to do it by like, you know, giving you side quests that involve it or giving you like Zenny, the in-game currency to, to do it. Um one that's really cool is uh when you go to select special moves right because remember i told you when you have your customized fighter you can put you can give them uh special moves a hadouken a shoryuken and the game tells you what those moves are for so like luke has a rising uppercut which is like you know the jumping uppercut like a shoryuken it's an anti-air and it tells you this is great for people who are jumping at you and he has another a super move where he shoots out a bunch of like little balls of energy. It's supposed to be sand, but it doesn't look like sand to me. And he shoots them out like rapidly. It's a super move, so it costs him your super meter. And it tells you like, you know, this is great for getting out damage on that super move. Also, if you get stuck in a tug of war, like a projectile war with somebody, so the game calls it, you can whip that out and break them. And I would have never thought to do that. You know, if you're having a back and forth, just Hadouken, 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 you can just whip that out and catch someone off guard with it. Yeah. And, like, it's coming from someone who is, like, an avid Street Fighter player. I wouldn't have thought to, like, whip that out during that situation. I would have tried to, like, get around the Hadouken. But this makes a lot... The, the game tells you that, like, in the description for the moves. Like, here's a good chance you might want to try using it. And there are, there are side quests that encourage you to do that. So it's like, oh, here's a character can only be beaten by anti-airs or here's a character that the challenge here is you have to use uh projectiles to beat him or this guy can only be beaten after you like parry an attack and there's side quests that give you rewards and stuff for doing it and that kind of teaches you like when to do this stuff right like when to pull off an anti-air to time it and how to properly time it because if you're playing on classic controls right you can time, I want to do the anti-air now. But if you can't do the input to do it, you got to take that into account for the timing now. And it, it puts you in a low stakes state to, to test it out, play with it, and try to get the hang of it so you can see the situations you'll have to use it and the timing to like recognize it and pull it out. It's really, really cool the way it does it. It does a great job like rushing you up on your fundamentals. And I like it a lot for that. 
Um, plus the, the fucking soundtrack, dude. Jesus Christ, the the music in this <laughs> game is insane. The title track is really good. But I'm gonna put something in the stream chat here, man. This is Zangief's theme in the game. Fucking listen to this fire, dude. Listen to this fire, like it is. God damn. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Right? Is that fun? That's just his character theme. Like, it's so good, dude. Who, who, who did, who did the soundtrack? I don't know. Listen to this. Oh my God. It goes so fucking hard, man. Like, it's so good. <laughs> And their their title song too, their main theme. I don't know if we can play that because it's like a copyrighted song. Well, these are all copyrighted, but this is like this is like I think they had an artist to like do this one. So I don't know if it's gonna flag something, but I look mean, up actually, there, it's not monetized. Theme. Huh? Oh, okay then. Never mind. Well, listen, no, not on yeah. the sidelines. It's like the main Street Fighter theme, dude. It is like it's another one that's like Street Fighter, like. Another thing, like, my favorite Street Fighter game is Third Strike. So anything that replicates that, I'm okay with. And this game does that, because Third Strike had a very... It took the street part of Street Fighter, like, very seriously. So a lot of the music was very urban-inspired. It was a lot of hip-hop. You know, very, like, 90s, like, street-urban music. Which is what I love to hear. And this game kind of brings that back with its, like, aesthetic, its music, its title theme... Um, I sent it out if you want to play. It's called Not on the Sidelines, and it's fucking good, dude. It's Did so they get good. Lil Wayne to do a track? I don't know. <laughs> well, because he's in, he's all over the promo shit, so I'm like, oh, yeah, they must have got him. playing it. I don't know if he did the, did a track. Hold on. I know he was in the launch trailer, but... No, he wasn't just in the trailer. He's like the spokesperson for. Yeah. Like it's so good, dude. And like I haven't, it has this like really old school like flow to it, which is what like Street Fighter like Third Strike had. So any game that like reminds me of Third Strike is like a win in my book, and this game does it. Randy Marks and Rocco 808. I have no idea who those people are. It's some good shit. That's what I'm saying. They had Wayne. For, why didn't they could they, they couldn't get Wayne for a verse? I guess not. <laughs> Lupe. They couldn't get Lupe for a verse. Lupe. Lupe is a guy that beat Justin Wong. He's a rapper. Oh yeah, he's done some tracks for uh, Evo, I think. Like some promotional songs and stuff for you, though. But the, the whole soundtrack is just fucking good, dude. Like, I'm... Street Fighter's back, dude. <laughs> That's all I can say, yeah. man. Like, Street Fighter's back. Like, That's 4 was good. 
did one I, game of the or not game of the year, fighting game of the year. So yeah, well deserved. Yeah, very well deserved. It's incredible. It does a lot to like teach you like fundamentals. And one thing I like, people argue like, oh, Mortal Kombat's always had a story mode. Yeah, but the story mode was just like standard. You know, standard story mode. Like here's a cutscene that plays and you get into a fight with a dude and like yeah. that's it. With this, you're like running around the city, solving puzzles, you're unlocking moves to help you progress in the city and finding out some conspiracy of what's going on with this fighting tournament. And it's it's pretty low stakes so far from what I've been playing. Like the whole universe is gonna end like a Mortal Kombat game. But what's cool is the game goes that extra mile to teach you like how to play Street Fighter. You know, Mortal Kombat's like, here's a character you'll play through for like five or six fights and we'll move on to the next one. And it's like cutscene, fight, cutscene, fight, cutscene, fight, which is fine. Yeah. But I can get the same experience like watching a movie and then playing around a Street Fighter, you know, every couple minutes. Like, but this is like something that could purely only work as a game because all this extra side content is there to teach you how to properly play it like the game starts out with modern controls so you don't have to worry about like oh having to fire off uh having to to put in a core circle to fire off hadouken when you want to do it or to put in a sure you can input to properly do your anti-airs when you need to it's just it starts out with modern controls teaches you like hey here's how the game is played here's how footsies work here's how distancing works here's when to use these moves and you can do them with one button so you don't have to worry about like I'm gonna fung- f- like fumble around with the inputs while you're trying to figure out like when to use the shit. And then it's like, hey, you've been playing Hadoop Pizza. Here's the same. That's the same input to do the Hadouken now. So let's try classic controls. You know, it'll get you try classic controls so you could like get that. Um, you can have more expression because modern controls it gets the job done, but it's super limited on like what you can do. Um, but with this, you're able to, with classic, you're able to, you know, have a bit more control over your character, a bit more expression and how you fire your moves off, how to do your combos. So it gets a lot of the basic stuff out of the way. And then it's like, okay, cool. Here's, you've been playing how to pizza, how you do inputs. Now let's put it in a classic controller. So that way you can, you can get experience with that. Now that you know how to do inputs pretty consistently. It's, it's really, really cool <laughs> the way it does it. Um, as someone who's been playing Street Fighter forever, like I, Street Fighter's been a part of my life for a long time. My dad was into it; he got me into it. It's it's always been a huge part of my life, and having him teach me how to play it was really helpful to me. That's what got me to love it. But I could see, like you know, other people who don't have that luxury, especially with other fighting games out there that are trying their best to be as newcomer friendly as possible. Um, and Mortal Kombat that kind of dominates a single player part of it. Dude, you've been saying Haru Pizza, and I swear I got my window open. I swear I smell pizza heavy outside. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm starving. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's probably just like tricking your brain to thinking like it's gotta you know. be. I smell it so it's so strong. <laughs> but yeah, it's. It does a lot to just teach you, like, not just to be a fun game, but also teach you, like, how to properly play it and compete. So if you want to, like, really get into it and play it and see what the fuss is about, it it helps lower that barrier of entry a little bit. 
like my god dude it's so much fun and i've i've strictly been playing world tour i haven't really tried to take it online or anything i don't want to do that till i get my fight stick back and i try out this adapter but it's you, it's you try out these um you tried the fucking uh woot box i don't know what the i don't know what it's called there's like a new fight stick that's not a stick it's just buttons on like a, oh, a hitbox hitbox is that what it's called yeah uh, hitbox, uh, leverless, arcade sticks. People are um, like, it's like all the rage. People are talking like, like it's the next big thing. Or I want to try one. I've I've heard really good things about it. I've heard it's like a hitbox is like the new hotness, the new way to go. A lot of people swear by it. Yeah. And I want to try one, but I don't want to drop all this money for it when I have a perfectly good fight stick that I've been playing on for like decades. Uh, um, well, this this one I haven't had for decades, but you know the layout for Fight Six has been the same for like decades, and that's how I know how to play. So I don't mind like getting a hitbox and learning on that if it's going to be better for me. But it's hard for me to justify dropping some serious dime on one, especially since like, you know, I'm uh, I'm married, I have a I have a child, so yeah. it's hard for me to justify dropping money on a hitbox when I have a perfectly good fight stick at home, and. I want to try one. I do. So, like, if anyone ever gifts me, you should one, train I your will. kid. Did you see that? There's like a little girl. There's like a twelve year old girl that's fucking nasty in Smash. Have you seen that? I have seen that. Yeah. I think Elaine is like, I forgot what her name she is. Goes by like Slipshine or something, right? I don't know. I've only seen like clips. Um, clearly, she's someone's like either little sister or daughter. Who's just been trained on fucking nothing but Smash since she was born? I feel like that should be your kid. You should just train your kid to just be fucking a Street Fighter god. I would, but I'm not good at Street Fighter, really. So oh. <laughs> I love Street Fighter. I do, and I do. I'm better than I'm better. I'm at this level where I'm better than most of my friend group who don't really play fighting games or. People who are super casual with fighting games. I'm better at fighting games than most people in my friend group who don't take it as seriously as I do. Um, but I'm nowhere near a good enough level to like, compete. <laughs> I'm sure I could be if I just like dedicate a bunch of time to it, but Yeah. Like one, that's a lot of time I don't want to dedicate to something. And two, that that would make it like not fun anymore. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. It's fun right now. My my best memories of Street Fighter aren't like winning competitions or or um winning like online against some dude who's giving me trouble i got some good stories of that my best members of street fighter are like <laughs> playing rounds with my brother him and i would just go back and forth on street fighter just like all day we just go back and forth and he'd win a couple matches i'd win a couple matches he would one i win two then he'd win three then i'd win four and we just do that all day. And at the end of the day, we were basically 50-50. Like, like we, there was no, like, I got, I won more than you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And we got close. If, if we played, like, 100 games, we played, like, 99 games, and I was, like, 51 versus 49, I'd be like, okay, I'm done playing. He's like, no, fuck you. Like, load that shit back up. We're going to end in a tie. <laughs> And or it'd be the other way around. Like I'd be like, "Oh fuck you!" Or anything at a time. I think you beat me. And that's some of my best memories. Like doing that with Street Fighter, like Samurai Showdown. 
and just having fun with it, you know, making a making a day out of it. Um, I do want to get my son into it one day when he gets old enough to like really play video games. I would love to show him Street Fighter and like why I like it. And we'll see if he takes it up. Like, I'd love to see that. I'm not going to force anything on him he doesn't want to do. But if he takes it up, he gravitates to it like I did. I would love to see that. But now Street Fighter 6 is absolutely incredible. It is. It's it's my obsession right now. Even right now, I'm just like thinking about playing it again. Yeah. And it's it's worth picking up. If you haven't played it yet, definitely do so. Um, last time I checked it out, Walmart had it on sale for like 45 bucks. <laughs> okay. And I think it's worth it, dude. Like it's. Yeah, I've been waiting fun. for it to go down a little more. Um, Epic is having a sale right now, dude. Alan Wake Two. I think it's like twenty five yeah. bucks. <laughs> Fucking really? Like, I bought it yesterday. They're having a sale where it's already ten percent off, but they have a bonus discount that's another thirty three percent on anything <laughs> on top of the discount that it's already is. So it's already like ten bucks off, and with the additional discount, it's like twenty seven. I think it was. So I bought it yesterday. I bought Alan Wake Two, twenty seven bucks. I think it was. And um, yeah, so I'll be playing that. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Yeah. Have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to, to hear about it on the show next yeah. week. And then you tell me you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It comes with be the consensus. Like nobody knows what the hell's happening. It came with the original too. So remastered oh, yeah? came with the remastered one. So I might play through that first. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. I think I got yeah. I own the original on Steam, and I think they got upgraded to the remastered version when that came out, but I might be making that up. Yeah, I have the original, but it doesn't say on there remastered. It just says Alan Wake, so I'm not sure if it's... I don't know if it's the same or if it's separate. Yeah. No, Alan Wake's good. I think you'll like it. The Alan Wake games are good. Um, I still got to play through the DLC for the first one. I, I barely remember the first one. I played it when it came out, and I've been trying to make, like... I've been trying to get back into it forever. <laughs> and I think I'll just like replay the first one one day, play through all the DLC, and then jump into two later. But I mean, it's got some awards, like, so it's definitely worth playing through, even though nobody, everyone who's reviewed it tells they don't know what the fuck is going on. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I felt when I was playing like Control, but yeah. I think Control, like, on a surface level, was pretty easy to understand. <laughs> It's yeah. like anything outside of that is like, what the fuck? Oh, um, yeah. Control is like, I have to beat that game, too. And if there's nothing wrong with the game, I just I'm playing other shit. So, yeah. Oh, that's a good game. Um, Getting into some news now. PlayStation Plus, the new game catalog for December has dropped. We got quite a few games going to be going on this catalog, man. GTA 5 is going to be on there finally. Yeah. Uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. I've wanted to try that for a while. So. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. yeah I wanted to try that for so long. Um, what else we got? We also got uh, MotoGP 23, Metal Health Singer, which is incredible. Great. So pick that up. Salt and Sacrifice. I haven't played it yet, but I want to so bad. Great. Uh, Moon Scars, Mega Man 11, which is incredible. Giga Bash, Grime. Which you played the demo for. It's like, okay, right? I played the demo and it it broke. So. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, the demo stopped <laughs> yeah, working. Yeah. 
So yeah, but people say good things about it. But I was like, I this is broken. Yeah, but, the yeah. Tinykin uh, Proteus, which is really good. Yeah. The Shadowrun games, Returns, Dragonfall Director's Cut, and Hong Kong Extended Edition are all going to be on there. It's a W month. Yeah. And then for classics, a little less exciting. Uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection, Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, uh, (laughs) Thrillville, Thrillville Off the Rails, and Buzz Lightyear Star Command. (laughs) Great. So Mega Man Legacy Collection is pretty cool to see. So that's that's dope to see. I think Thrillville is a PSP game, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was like a like a roller coaster tycoon type of game. It is, but I think, I think Off are... the Rails is the PSP game. I think that one's a PS2 sequel. Uh, sequel Thrillville, yeah. This one's a PS2 one. I think just the the base one was PSP. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, it's um, there, so if you guys want to play it, yeah. Um, uh, that's me. a good month, man. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here. I'm like, oh shit, I should double check to make sure because I know Proteus has been on Game Pass for a while. I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, it is either. I know but Tiny Ken game. was in the, on there. Yeah, but it is um, a good game. Um, yeah, yeah, good month. PlayStation's starting to like actually show its value now for a subscription service, so. That's cool to see. That's really cool to see. Yeah, GTA Five is a big get. Big get, huge get. Yeah, biggest of get. I thought we would never see that. To be honest. Yeah, me neither. Considering but... they don't really do like third party shits. Like those games aren't even on. Like that game's on Steam, but it's not on any other like service or shit like that. I mean, I guess they did give it away on Epic. They did an Epic, but it's rare when they like do that shit. So. Yeah, it's super rare. But to see that happen is really cool. Um, <coughs> so there's a good value there for your subscription. So get definitely check it out. Yeah. We'll go play some video games. And then what else you got? Oh, Twitch is apparently loosening its policy on sexual content. Yeah. Back in the day, like nudity was just no. Just no excuse, no context, just any nudity, instant ban. Yeah. This is, um, so this has been interesting. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard about this at all, but this literally happened. I think this happened yesterday. So I heard about it, but I wanted to wait till the show to like oh. talk about, to like look into it. That way I could like get some more information. So basically in a TLDR, they allow sexual content in terms of booba. They allow booba. They allow booty. Anus. Uh, Butthole. Dick. Pussy. uh, As long as it's drawn art. As long as it's drawn art or like sculptures or whatever. As long as it's art they allow it so like in a video game or a drawing no no they didn't say in a video game which is the problem but we'll get to that they said art um so if you're drawing actually i think we can pull it up here 
right now. This is not going to get us in trouble now because. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if you go to the art section <laughs> on Twitch, how would it how would it affect uh, YouTube though? Because we stream on YouTube too. Uh, no one gives a shit on YouTube. I think <laughs> YouTube doesn't feel like they have to draw out these lines because YouTube's already a fucking shit show. But um, what you'll find, I think, is mostly it's mostly like furry there's a lot of furry just huge fucking dick of furry. course there is but the art section the art section on twitch has exploded <laughs> yesterday because everyone's just now drawing booba dick huge dick pussy spread gash now the rule i think is is no touching allowed like no like masturbation no fluids allowed and no penetration allowed so as long as it's just there, it's fine. And like, it's not being interacted with. Um, but even so people are streaming, like just full on hentai. Um, like clearly that, that breaks the rules. Like you can't just, you Oh know. my goodness. Where is it? So I can stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just go to the art section on uh Twitch. And I think even people like there's VTubers who are like just streaming like their avatar naked which i think is a gray area i'm not sure if that is or isn't allowed oh, that is like yeah that's a very gray area yeah now but, so it's not uh, a real person it's technically like it's technically like you know meeting terms of service but yeah and then they said real if you're like a real person you can now you're allowed to twerk you're allowed to pole dance. You're allowed to do um, more explicit like activities without like you know fully exposing that like, you can't show. You can't show real titties and dick and puss, but um, you can do you can do sexually suggestive actions now, such as twerking and pole dancing. That is. Um, a weird time we live in <laughs> like yeah. fuck it. Like, which i don't have a problem with this but you'll notice you'll notice that i'm scrolling through this stuff and just there's no nothing's blocking me right all these thumbnails are exposed so you can see i'm not logged in i'm not logged into twitch i'm not uh i haven't agreed to anything yet and so herein lies one problem is that you can't opt out of it. There's no filter. You can't filter the stuff out if you don't want to see it. Like Ooh. once you once you go into the channel, you have to agree that hey, yeah, I want to look at this channel. But if you're just scrolling through, everything's just exposed. All the thumbnails are just there. You don't you haven't agreed to anything yet, but all the thumbnails are just there so you can see everything without even agreeing to anything yet. So that's that's one problem. Um, the other problem is I like, what the fuck about like video games? Like, I don't care about this. Like these guys can do whatever the fuck they want, but I, why is like, why are the video games getting the short end of the stick? Why can't I still stream Baldur's Gate, for example, which has like a dick and pussy slider and tit slider. Like, why is that still against terms of service? Do, are we not considering that art as well? Yeah. Is that not like the same thing? uh like there's a there's a very um lack of 
consideration when it comes to the thing that Twitch was kind of built on from the beginning was like the video game shit. And now it seems like, you know, the thing that I'm here mostly to do is just like, oh, you can show tits over there. But when it comes to the video game and like not even this, not even just like the nudity shit, but also like the violence or whatever, like I feel like video games are getting the short end of the stick here, even though it's allowed in other places on Twitch, it's like not allowed when it's a video game. It's the same yeah, I'm fucking just like shit. Scrolling through art, and it's like <laughs> there's yeah. there's there's someone like drawing a. Oh, never mind. They got banned. <laughs> 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 there's this um testing new guidelines, and it's like someone drawing a butthole. It looks like like a snake, like a snake person, like some furry butthole. Yeah. And then I click on it's like the channel's temporarily unavailable due to violation of just community guidelines. How's that a violation? <laughs> they buttholes are allowed. Oh, that's just that's what's on here initially. Like it could be like Oh, they must have did something else, maybe. Yeah, they, probably. It probably started out with the butthole and then there was like <laughs> let's draw something in the butthole and then oh, oh now you're banned. Yeah, that that's maybe. not yeah. allowed. Penetration is not allowed. Yeah. So they can do the butthole, but anything in the butthole, that's that's too far. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think it's just, it's like fine. Like, I don't care about like this shit being here. Everyone wants to like say, but the kids, what about the kids? But I don't know. You can see much worse. I mean, if a kid wants to see some shit, they can go. This person is like, they're prompting not safe for work triggers with an AI generator. So they're not technically real people, but this looks like a real person with their tits out. <laughs> so I don't know. Where's the fucking line here? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is ooh. <laughs> so yeah, this is. There's gonna be a lot of growing pains with this. I think <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of like. It's at the very least. At the very least, they have to like blur the thumbnail. I agree. I think. Thumbnail should get blurred unless you like you're logged in and you specifically like you specifically set your settings to like see that kind of content. Because God forbid, like I'm at work or something, just looking like like watching like one of your streams and then like an ad, like not an ad, but like a suggested stream comes up right of like someone drawing a butthole like yeah i know they said that not, these streams won't appear they won't appear in your recommendations or the front page i think that's what they said but it's still it's still not enough because you can just if you're scrolling through first of all the streamer has to set their stream there's a setting that they have to put on the stream that says that they are <laughs> doing and if they don't set it then it's just going to show up anyway which is um which is one thing but um it's just you know it'll still show up even if you're just like browsing different sections if you're just browsing it'll just show up so yeah, i'm just browsing art like it just shows up like yeah when i'm going you know. through my settings to see if there's something i can do to like change that but i'm not seeing anything here initially uh, safety, maybe? No. But, really, I don't care. All I want is that, let's transfer this into the gaming side, and um, then we can start streaming 
some, you know, some, you know, like uh, Witcher, Cyberpunk. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you can already do that, but you have to like turn all the settings off, and it's like, but these guys are just allowed to do it without, you know, censoring themselves. So, um, that's that's my only issue is that I want I want equality for the gamers. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same boat. And I don't understand why they didn't. There's probably like an explanation for it. Not a good one, but there's got to be an explanation for it. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. We'll see so, what happens. If you want to see some anime borderline hentai, uh, go to Twitch. Yeah, go to Twitch. You can see uh, all the booba, vagine, buttholes, yeah. whatever, whatever. And even if you're not into it, it's just there. So have <laughs> fun sorting through that. Yeah. <clears throat> and interesting. Like, we'll see what happens going forward. This is going to set. It's going to be super, like, clumsy before, like, they really set it up. I'm sure a lot of precedents are going to be set. I'm sure. Um, I mean, they should have thought about this stuff before. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. When you make a sweeping change like that, people are going to try to, like, see what they can get away with. So I'm sure, like, we're going to see a lot of uh, what we don't want to see or maybe what we shouldn't be. So there's going to be a lot of gray area before, like, things get, like, yeah, really set up. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And then E3 is officially dead. Yeah. So for Which... the, 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 the handful of you still care, um, E3 is officially dead there's no plans to continue it there's no industry interest in continuing it and to be honest like i kind of expected that to be honest like nintendo was ahead of the curb you know i think it was like back in oh god before the wii u came out like 2011 yeah they like they've been skipping e3 and just doing their own like presentation yeah which and now, yeah. makes sense. It makes way more sense that, oh, we don't have to sp- waste all this money packing up this whole big thing for this 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 conference. We can just that do it. just going to like stream online or... Yeah, we can just do it like from... Read articles about anyway. <laughs> like, just do it from our office and put out demos if we want. And but that's the thing, because E3, I feel like, could have rebranded itself as like this digital thing because it's already happening with the Game Awards and like with the Keeley stuff. Like Keeley's doing Summer Games Fest and he's doing the Winter Games Fest Game Awards. And I feel like that's exactly <laughs> what E3 could have done. I don't understand I why. I don't understand why Keeley can get away with it. But E3 was just not able to just evolve into that naturally. Like, that that's the part I don't understand. Like, yes, these companies can just do it on their own, but they're still going through, a majority of them are still going through Keeley to do it. So, like, why wouldn't they just, why wouldn't E3 just keep doing it as, like, a digital thing the way Keeley is now? Like, that's my only, like, I don't, I don't understand what happened there. So. I don't either. Like, it could be they were too late to do it. Like now that Keeley like did it, they probably arranged all these like agreements with them. 
it's like, oh, we can't announce our game at E3 now because we already contracted to announce it at uh, Summer Games Fest or the Game Awards or something. Yeah, so, I guess. It's just being too slow to the draw, I think, because what did it. Here's what should have happened, man. Like, when E3 got canceled for COVID, because remember, it didn't get delayed. They didn't, like, do a digital service. It got canceled. Yeah. What they should have done is rebranded it as a digital service. And yeah. I think that's what did it because then they left this hole in the market that Keeley was able to swoop up with Summer Games Fest. Summer Games Fest still happened that year. And so did uh, the Game Awards. It's all digital. So he yeah. was able to. So now all these developers, you know, and, pro, and uh, producers didn't have a place to show off their new shit. So they probably got into these deals with Keeley, and now, like, with the contracts all signed and negotiated, E3 can't compete now. So, it's which a is bummer. fucking, which is a huge bummer because the majority of people watching E3 were just watching streams of it anyway. So, yeah. So, and then there's like other, there's other venues for the other things that E3 was doing. Like, you have GDC where yeah. like the game developers can kind of get together and talk to each other and, and, and mingle with each other and then talk about game development shit. Um, and then you have like the game awards, which could, it would, that would alleviate some of the issues people are having with the game awards right now, which is the awards are like secondary to the actual announcements that are being made. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people feel like there should be just, they should be separated, but if they were, no one would fucking watch it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, that's another problem, but. That's the unfortunate truth, but yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, so, it was a combination of things. It was a combination of like, you know, bad business practices, being too slow to like adapt. And I think the biggest mistake they made is I think they can just continue business as usual. I'm sure they thought like, oh, we'll just cancel E3 this year and then do it like normal once this COVID stuff is gone. Yeah. But the problem with that is once we saw we didn't need it you know there's no reason to bring it back really and i think it was that that same year like next year when they opened up e3 again i think that was the first year they opened it up to just general audiences right you didn't have to be an industry person or request an invite anymore right you could just go in. yeah yeah but i that's the thing people's expectation with that is, is oh i'm gonna go to e3 and i'm gonna play all these games and it's not really it's almost like a like a disney world type of thing where like you could play these games but you're gonna be waiting in line for several hours and you'll play, probably play like one maybe two games throughout the course of an entire day because the lines are so long and it's so crowded and yeah, which doesn't make it good for you because the whole reason E3 exists for people who are paid to stand in line, try these games out, and then write about it. Yeah. Like, That's why if they did everything digital, they could have like a digital, they could put like all these demos up on like Steam, like E3 week. Here are all the demos for these games, or here's all the trailers or these games. Here's all the, um, here's a shop. Here's like a physical like, or a digital shop where you can buy physical goods that you would have had it at a like a physical e3 like hey here's a poster or you know they could have done all this stuff and that's just me just coming up with stuff just off the top of the ways they could have 
reinvented like i don't think summer games fest is doing anything like that like they don't have like a conglomerate page where you can just go and just have uh like that's the that's the problem i have with these things where there's no good conglomerate of like here's fucking everything like they'll put the trailers up eventually on the page but there's no like hey here's like a bunch of demos for the games that we announced or and it's like today only here's these demos or like here's a store where you can just buy like posters or like goods you know like exclusive stuff that you can only just buy for that week maybe and yeah, they're physical there's goods there's a lot of things they could have done and they just didn't like yeah and that's a good point that's all at the top of your head like yeah, there's there's so much they could have done, and it's super disappointing to see it just not get done. Yeah. Um, am I sad to see it go? Not really, because, I mean, we already had a replacement for E3 with Summer Games Fest and the Game Awards and stuff, so... Yeah. It's just nostalgia, really. Yeah, E3 was gone with nothing to replace it. Yeah, I'd be upset, but... You know, there's other places to get my shit. It's like when people are like, oh, Toys R Us is closing down. I'm so sad. Like, why? You got that? You bought that shit cheaper on Amazon anyway. Like, yeah. why do you care? Yeah. Like, oh, it was just like the, the mystique of like going into a physical toy store. When was the last time you fucking walked into Toys R Us where they shut down? And same thing. When was the last time anyone actually paid attention to E3 or was at E3? Everyone complaining about it. Like, I don't think it's ever been to E3. Yeah. Which at that point nothing really changes. You just get your news from again the Game Awards, Summer Games Fest, or any other like host of things that are gonna pop up. It's not like people aren't gonna announce games anymore. Um, yeah, the nostalgia part of it's like disappointing, but I'm like good riddance. Like we have better, we have better, more modern solutions for this. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's my take on it, at least. Sorry if anyone's upset yeah. about it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Link's Awakening DX HD. I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it because I knew I wanted to get to it before Nintendo did. Yeah, um, I don't even know if his link is still up. Let's let's find <laughs> out. Uh, I did it this morning. It okay. was definitely still up, but it's still here. That was that was earlier. Yeah, I um, I loaded this up briefly just to check it out, dude. My my monitor is like from i don't know 2017 maybe and it has never looked as good as it did when i loaded this shit up on my on my screen in full screen it looks so fucking crisp yeah it looks so good i saw some videos on it and yeah it's built from the ground up to run on pc so it runs at a higher frame rate. It's a lot snappier and smoother. Um, it's got more controller support, keyboard support. You can completely change around. The HUD elements have been completely redone to match your resolution. Yeah. And you can just blow the screen up as fucking far out as you want it to go. You're not stuck with, like, the standard Game Boy color resolution. Yeah. Where you can maybe see, like, a couple feet in front of your character. Like, you can see the whole map at once if you wanted to um it's incredible <laughs> like the way it's the way they made this work um yeah i didn't expect it to be this huge of a upgrade but yeah 
they completely redid everything. This is like the definitive way to play Link's Awakening now, I think. Yeah, it is not going to, it's, I don't know how it's still up, but it will not last <laughs> much longer. If, last. if AM2R couldn't last, especially since that game didn't even use any of the assets from, like, I think that game, like, even rebuilt the music completely. Yeah. So it didn't get, but it, it still came down on them this i don't know how the fuck they're getting away with this this should this should have been gone the femtosecond it went up but it's still here so uh grab it while you can because i'm sure people have backed it up already anyway so it's not like yeah. that dire you'll be able to find it but yeah it's it's great so go check it out yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out. i already downloaded it so i already got it so i got mine yeah <laughs> I got mine. I have to worry about like losing it or whatever. Nintendo taking it away from me. Like I got mine. So, yeah. so I'm good. And everyone else, I encourage you to do the same. Nintendo, very litigious. You know, they are very quick to shut down really cool projects. So go check that out. Uh, what happened to that? Like that Zelda project, there's like an Ocarina of Time project too, to like, remaster the graphics and bring up to 60 fps like remember the that unreal the unreal engine one was that a thing they're still doing that they put out like at least once a week they put out a new thing that's like hey here's the they just put one out like a couple of days ago you can download the demos i think the guy's name is cry zen on youtube and he puts out like a, a shitload of fuck. I mean, he yeah, he puts out like playable demos that you can just download and and try is it out. The, is that the one that we saw where it was like the original game graphics, like running at sixty FPS, and we were like, oh no, 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 that's um, ship of ship of Harkonian, where they they ported the full game the PC. Like that's out. You can just you can just do that, but that doesn't use any of the game. You still have to like extract the ROM. And put the ROM in like a direct like you have to like source your own game, but it'll it'll run the game in native PC yeah, that's shit. That's the one that was like that blew my mind because it's like because we we've played like Ocarina of Time like a hundred times. Yeah. So to see it running at sixty FPS with the same graphics, it was like well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of it was fucky, like some of the animations like didn't work quite right, but. Yeah, that's that one. But there, there was a guy who's like rebuilding it in Unreal. And I don't know if he's planning to like, yeah, I don't know if he's planning on like doing like a full release at some point, but he, he put, he puts up at least, I don't know, uh, like one video per month of just, yeah, here, here's what it looks like now. Download it. <laughs> yeah. I remember this one. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with it. The fact that, like, Nintendo hasn't shut that down yet is, like... Well, they're probably going to wait till it's, like, done. <laughs> <laughs> shut it down like they always do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Link's Awakening D8, DX HD. Go check it out. It's probably the best way to play Link's Awakening now. <laughs> yeah, because they put uh, out that version on Switch that, like, read that full upgrade. But, um... An upgrade it's like a rom of the original one it doesn't feel like an upgrade well it's like 3d and shit oh, oh, oh that one yeah yeah that remake yeah it's a remake or a sequel 
It was a remake. No, it was a remake, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It it felt like it didn't have any soul. Yeah. So go check that out. Link's Awakening DX HD. You can find it now on itch.io. Get that before Nintendo does. So (laughs) that's all I'm going to say. Um, new trailers and videos. We got Mouse. It's official early gameplay trailer. This game looks cool. This game looks yeah. really cool. It's, it's like a, it's uh, old school FPS, but with a, like a Looney like a Looney Tunes like rubber hose cartoon like art style. Yeah. Which is dope. <laughs> yeah, definitely a Cuphead inspired, but I would say it doesn't adhere to the aesthetic as much as. Cuphead definitely did. Yeah. You know? Um, Though it still looks good. still looks good. Yeah, it still looks really good. I like what I'm seeing here. I wish the whole thing was in the style, but... Yeah. You know, there are some 3D elements, some 3D architecture, which I'm not going to, like, shit on them for. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, Cuphead took forever to make because they, they built this shit the way they did it back in the day with, like, pen and paper drawings and... And yeah, and those were guys that definitely you could tell were fans of that whole thing, like that whole era, that whole style of animation. You can tell they did, they were fans of it and they did like, they took, maybe took like lessons in like how that shit was made and how it was done and, and the history behind it and all like they, they knew they, you could tell they knew their shit. They weren't just doing it because, oh, this will look cool. They were doing yeah, it because like animators first, like they're like animators and like cartoon, like enthusiasts first. And yeah. Like seemingly game developer second. Yeah. Because, Whereas. Yeah. With this, this one doesn't seem as. As committed. Pa- passionate. Yeah. But I mean, it's still, it's, still cool. Yeah, I don't want to shit on it. It's still yeah. cool. It's still super cool. I like what I'm seeing here. It's a cool art style that definitely separates it from like other FPSs, especially those like retro inspired FPSs. So it's cool to see, and I like what I'm seeing here. I really yeah. do. I don't want to shit on it. And again, Cuphead took forever to put together. If you remember when that game first got announced, it was a boss rush game. They didn't even have like yeah. the level to level stuff. And that shit came in later. And it took forever for it to come out. And then its DLC took forever to come out. So... I still need to go back and play that DLC. I need to watch that show, the Cuphead show. The Cuphead show is really funny. Yeah. It reminds me, this is going to sound weird, but it reminds me of like 90s cartoons with the way the humor is. Oh, like a, like a Ren and Stimpy. Like a Ren and Stimpy or like Rocco's Modern Life a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like okay. Kind of out. But the, the humor, the punchline, like the joke setup punchline formula is very similar to that. So that's how it feels. Okay. So yeah, definitely check it out. I liked it. Um, but yeah, this game Mouse looks definitely definitely looks super cool. Um, then Pony Island Two Panda Circus. I didn't even know this was happening. Yeah, I never played the I. first Pony Island, but I heard good things. So the first one was definitely a meme game. Which yeah. this one, I mean, this one is too. But well, it wasn't a mean game. It was like a subversive, like yeah, yeah. It like subverted your expectations of what the game was going to be by actually being. It was a meme game that, on the surface, but once you actually played it, you're like, oh, there's actually mechanics it's here and shit. Here, yeah. yeah. Um, these guys are they're coming off the heels of Inscription, so which was, I guess, there was their real breakout hit. So. 
um i'm i'm interested to see what this actually is <laughs> um it looks it looks similar to the original pony island but there's a lot more going on yeah there's a lot more going on here <laughs> that I wasn't seeing the original one yeah at least from like the quick look stuff i saw of it so yeah so, so I've, what happens with this is there a date on this uh you can wish list it now on steam which i'm going to do no date yet though but um yeah looks awesome if you if you've not played pony island yet i i promise you don't the the name and the way it looks is weird but just yeah, trust it's me it's very it's, like stanley parable esque with yeah. like more horror stuff yeah so check it out um this looks cool though so <laughs> i haven't played the first one but i might now uh game releases a lot of these are games i don't care about so i'm gonna go through them yeah uh vance and knights bulletstorm vr looks incredible like i would play that yeah Custom Mech Wars looked really good, but it's getting shitty reviews. So I'm <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, it is, I, I was like gonna buy it like last night when I saw like it was on sale. Still, I was like, oh no. But that's the point, though. Is like it's supposed to be bad, but if it's like actually bad, then that's a bummer. Yeah, it's it's a huge bummer because like it was supposed to be this kind of janky like building thing like an edf but with mechs yeah, as like, well like edf but with mechs that you customize yeah and you can make your mechs look like like sexy anime women if you wanted to yeah um and i thought like okay that's cool it's like it's like it's it's not using its camp to like replace its like video gaminess you know it's like a good game with some camp but that's that's not what it was <laughs> it was just yeah. bad which is a huge bummer. Huge bummer. Oh man. Yeah, I'll leave this in a wish list and see if it improves. Mostly negative. That's crazy. Yeah, not even mixed, just mostly negative. Yeah. I can understand if it was mixed, because people get into this expecting like armored core. Yeah. And they get EDF, but that's not <laughs> that's not the case. Everyone's just saying it's bad. Um so that's a bummer. <laughs> that's a huge bummer. Yeah. Uh, we got Nosha, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition coming on mobile of all things, um, House Flipper Two, Kamoju, Ramelia Two, Strangers Requiem, Raku Venture, and Witch of the Holy Night. Then December fifteenth, we have Asgard's Wrath Two. I actually heard some good news about this one. I, I heard incredible things about, things about this. <laughs> yeah, people are saying this is like. It's getting tens out of tens. It's getting ten out of tens, and it's like, it is like a full fledged triple A like VR RPG that we wanted. Yeah, I heard it was ninety hours. I'm like, that's fucking yeah. crazy in VR. That's insane. Yeah, it is like a, a game ass game. It is a gamer's ass game, and I'm I'm okay with it. So um, I want to bring special attention to that because that's what it is. Like this is what we need to bring the. Um, to bring VR to help VR get taken more seriously, we need games like this to do it. So, yeah, or just like people that making that are making these games just push it a little bit beyond what you would expect from like a typical VR game. Um, you know, it probably takes a lot of budget to do that. I'm sure. I'm sure 
Meta gave them the budget they needed to do this too. So, because it is Quest exclusive. So, I'm sure that helped. Yeah. I'm sure it did. And we got a good ass product out of it. So, damn, it's a $60 game too. That's crazy. Yeah. It's not fucking around. It is like, it's a game ass game. So, that's cool um, to see. Yeah. This, this would get me to buy a, a Quest. Yeah. Same. Same, 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 same. So now that that's out, this might be what we need to like really invigorate VR because it's kind of like a niche thing still. Yeah. Even though a lot of developers are putting money into it, it's still a very niche thing that doesn't quite have like mainstream appeal or buy-in yet. So I think just most games, most VR games don't know what to do with VR. It's still like in yeah. its infancy where... You know, we haven't even like come across like a an agreed upon control scheme. Everyone's doing things differently. Do we do like the walking motion to walk forward? Do we just give you a control stick? Uh, do we teleport? Like even like sort of movement hasn't been agreed upon quite yet. But I think yeah, I think I we settled on I think we settled on control stick movement. But yeah, you know. at least for the more serious games and yeah. What's funny is that we haven't seen like a shift like this since like games went 3D, you know? Cause yeah. When that happened, a ton of developers and games were like, we don't know how to fucking make games in 3D. So we give you like turret controls, like Resident Evil, or do we just give you freedom of movement? Do we just do what do we, we were doing on Super Nintendo? Yeah. Do we just have fixed controls on everything? Like yeah. it's. Uh, that's why yeah, I, I believe the N64 was the superior console because they seem like they had that shit figured the fuck out. Like Super yeah, Mario 64. Did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Like these fucking games had that shit figured the fuck out. GoldenEye. Like, and then you go to like, you go to PlayStation, it's like Croc, Tomb yeah. Raider, and like, uh, I'll well, throw Resident Evil in there out, too. Like, like even some of the games that they did put out, like Crash Bandicoot, people love Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a good game, but if you look at like compare like what Super Mario 64 was doing, Crash yeah. Bandicoot is the same type of platform we've been getting, just with a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Super Mario 64, it's a 3D game, like with full 360 movement. Yeah. So, so not to shit on Crash Bandicoot, but well then spyro came out and it was doing the super Mario 64 thing so yeah, spyro was great spyro was great yeah so it's cool to see that vr starting to go past that infancy where like we don't know how to fuck how to make games like for this yeah and we're starting to see some cool shit so really cool to see um cannot wait for more games to come out with this for vr to be taken more seriously um Capcom seems to be taking it seriously, having VR modes for like all of their games. So, yeah, and they're pretty good. I played Resident Evil Four VR, not the remake, the original. Fucking solid. It's really good. I loved it. So we'll see what happens with the with these some of these with some more games start to come out. We start to see more mass adoption of it, especially when they start getting rave reviews. When you get hardcore gamers to like get into it, not just like the tech enthusiasts, I think we'll have some some good shit. Yeah. Um, then Wednesday, December 20th, we have Resident Evil 4 coming out on iOS. 
uh, only for the iPhone 15 Max, right? I think is what it is, like the the newer iPhones. Um, I I I I think so. You need the A17 Pro chip or the M1 chip on iPad and Mac. So, um, yeah, it's a 20 like gig game. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. I think think, um, it's big for iPhone, but I think the base game is like, let me see, actually, I have it installed here. Where the fuck can I see the... It's just shitty on iPhone because you don't have the option. Well, most phones don't have the option, like expandable storage, unless you pay like... 300 more dollars to get 256 more gigs or some shit, which is insane. Cause I can get a one terabyte yeah. SD card <laughs> for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. But now you got to buy like a new phone. <laughs> yeah. Upgrade yeah. That shit. And uh, yeah, I just checked Resident Evil four on my PC and this is just the base game with the, uh, updates to it. There's no expansion of separate waste contents not on here. Uh, 57.7 gigs. So to cut that down more than half. Wow impressive impressive it's it's got to be just like the assets just way it's lower resolution that's gotta, and, be, it. That's gotta yeah. be it yeah i can't i can't imagine any other way to like make it work honestly like yeah once the assets can't be too heavy or else the game's not gonna be able to run it um but yeah that's what we got going on here i am not interested in playing resident evil 4 on a phone at all <laughs> <laughs> to be honest yeah, not um, but it's coming to Mac as well, so you would be able to play it on a PC like thing. That's true. But even that it says it's twenty gigs, so I'm not sure how I'm not sure and what how are they gonna continue to support this? Like let's say you wanted to let's say you bought an Apple TV, because Apple TV lets you play your mobile games on your TV, right? Yeah. You know, I I doubt the modern Apple TVs are gonna have that M fifteen chip to be able to run it, so you have to upgrade your entire Apple TV setup to make that work. Like that's the only thing I can think of if you want to take it seriously. Um, yeah. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Well, the answer it. is like, just buy a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. I mean, we'll see with the. Uh, because. I Apple's- think you can output to your TV somehow. I don't think you need the Apple TV. I think you can just like output to a, a display if there is i don't know how to do it i yeah. think you need some sort of like third-party device or something else to do it because apple tv lets you cast to the to the apple tv yeah oh or apple tv lets you cast it to your television so i'm very much not an apple guy so i i'm i'm an apple guy just on my phone because like that's what i i had and all my shit is on that, so I don't have the the time or energy to like completely transfer it over. So they get you. And my wife is like hardcore dead set Apple, so that's gonna be a pain in the ass to do if just one of us wants to transfer over. So I'm just sticking with Apple. That's how they get but, you. Yeah, all my other tech though, like you know, my uh, computers are Windows. My game systems are different companies, like. I don't, I'm not a huge Apple guy. I have an Amazon 
Echo and Alexa here in my house. I don't have the uh, the Apple Home or whatever. Uh, my wife has an iWa an Apple Watch. She likes it, but I'm I'm whatever. I don't ever buy a Square Watch. A I square just, Watch. Yeah, I'm not like they're all square. Like I need a a, a circle watch. You know. Well, a regular watch face, yeah, I would get a circle, but because this is a smart watch, I feel like interacting with it, I think a square is like better for interactivity, but that's just me. No. Nah. <laughs> well, if I like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I used to have a smart watch and I didn't interact with it. It was just like a health, they would just monitor my like heart rate or it would be like, I can change the music on my, phone without touching like without having to go through my phone I can yeah. just pause my shit just by like tapping it so i didn't really, i don't really interact with it that like i'm not going through my text messages and like responding to texts and shit on my watch i feel like that's insanity insane people do that <laughs> uh it has like a voice system so my wife will do if she's not near the phone it's like if she's changing the baby or something or her hands are full and someone texts her yeah. She can pull it up, check the text messages, and just like respond to it. Just tap it, and then just vocally respond, and it'll like transcribe it for her. But mm. there's some uses for it, but yeah, I don't know. I, I it's hard for me to justify getting one, and I already wear enough stuff on my wrist anyway, so like it's hard for me to justify. Like, what else is on your wrist? Um, so I have this like. Long story, I got this like <laughs> blessed, like this blessed, like wrist rope thing. Okay. Uh, my mom gave it to me, and the idea is that you wear it until it falls off and it hasn't fallen off. <laughs> okay. To be fair, I kind of tightened it, so it's not going to fall off anytime soon, but I'm wearing that. Mm. And then after my grandpa passed away, my grandma found a uh, bracelet with his name on it. His name is Ricardo, so I, I, my name's Richard. I'm named after my grandpa. So I'm wearing that. I don't take that off. And when my son gets old enough, I'm going to pass it down to him. Okay. But yeah, that's what's on my wrist. Oh, <laughs> that's that's, you made it sound like you had like a... You were like in Forspoken. You had like a cuff. <laughs> like an no, arm I got leg. like two things on my wrist, man. On my left wrist, I got two things on it. Can you imagine like a third, like a watch? Like, nah. Yeah. And this bracelet's like a metal bracelet. Like it's uh it'll like scratch up whatever watch like I put on it, so yeah, so I'm not like interested in getting a watch on there. Okay. And if I do, I'm gonna wear it on my right wrist, which is like who wears a watch on their That's right insane. Hand. That's truly yeah, exactly. insane, yeah. Exactly. Like I mean they make they make some of them that do that, but most of them are not that. If you're like left-handed, I can see it happening, but like it's weird to me to like do it. You know what I mean? Well, it's because the crown is usually in the spot where you're supposed to interact with it with your right. Now the Apple Watch, you can flip it upside down so that the crown is on the left, and then you can actually put it on your right arm. Like they do that, but um, most of them, the crown is always on the right, so you're supposed to you use it with crown. You mean like the knobs? Like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's called the crown. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm not a watch guy. So <laughs> but yeah, the the buttons and crown and shit is usually on the right side of the watch. So 
if you put that on the other side, you would have to like reach over your wrist to interact with it. But the Apple Watch, I know it, it lets you flip it. Also, like as a fashion thing, it just doesn't look right. Like it's like wearing a suit and buttoning up all the buttons. Like you could do it, but it's gonna look weird. Like people don't do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know a lot about fashion. I know uh, a bit. (laughs) I know, like, you don't button up all the buttons on your suit. (laughs) You know, leave the bottom, too. I had this, uh, my fucking brother tried to argue with me about it. Like, I I, I had this, like, this this suit, you know, three buttons. I buttoned the top one near my, near my, near my belly. And my brother's like, he's looking at me. He's like, you forgot to button the rest of them. I was like, no, I didn't. You don't do that. And I looked at me like I was crazy. Right now, I'm telling you. I wear a lot of suits for a lot of different reasons. Like, I know what I'm doing. It's one of those things you don't do. Like, yeah, like that's just that I'm not going to get into a whole argument about this, but. Yeah, but if people knew you don't do it, then people wouldn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) But, yeah. Point is, like, watches... What the fuck were we talking about? How do we get this subject (laughs) about Apple Watches? (laughs) We were talking about this before. (laughs) And then iOS came up. Um, I would like to get one for like the health stuff, but again, I can't justify like dropping that much money for one in the first place. And then my wrist is so crowded. I can't like, yeah, something else on there. Um, well, yeah, that's why you don't go Apple. That's why you get like Android and then everything's much more, much more reasonably priced. <laughs> yeah. You have way more options. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder to justify Apple stuff. I mean, my iPhone works fine. Like, <clears throat> I don't really care, honestly. If I'm going to fuck around with, like, any sort of tech, it's going to be, like, my computer or, like, my systems or my TV. Like, yeah, my phone, it's not, like, this thing I'm going to fuck around with. Like, even, like, playing games, I don't really play a lot of games on my phone. I don't fuck around it's with pretty- shit. It's just my, I like my, if I'm going to, like, have, like, my music, for example, I don't stream anything. I just keep everything I, like, own all my, like, digital music in flack I'm streaming. Flack quality. So in order to do that, I need an, an SD card and I put it on like a one terabyte SD card and it just fits my entire fucking library, which I've been building this library since like high school. So it's like uh, stuff that you can't even get on streaming at plat- platforms. And, um, and I've just always had it. So I, I need a phone that has an SD card slot in it. And there's only android phones that do that um there's a phone called Fairphone, which is completely disassemblable so if the screen breaks yeah if the screen breaks you can just open it up take the screen out and then they sell your replacement screen for like 20 bucks you can just snap it in and you're you're done you don't have to replace the entire phone or if the battery goes out you can just replace the battery like 20 bucks (coughs) see i wouldn't mind doing that like yeah and just like, you know, homebrew like iOS onto it or something. Like it's the last map music. I think I fucking hate about Apple is that they're so like segmented with their shit that like like a lot of their services and stuff too is what I'm like subscribed to. It's like Apple Music. I don't do Spotify, I do Apple Music. And Apple Music is on a 
bunch of other devices, but not by default, like my, my Echo, my Alexa. Yeah. I could have it play music for me. I can tell it, like, Alexa, play Despacito or whatever. But it's going to try to look for it with its own proprietary stuff first. And it's like, oh, we can't find it. I have to yeah. tell it, like, play this song on Apple Music, and it knows what I'm doing. Like, yeah. And, yeah, that, like, that's, like, super annoying. But it's whatever. It's not, like, annoying enough for me to, like, switch over all my shit. <laughs> that's how they get you. They make you. They get you, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> The consoles are getting to that point too, where it's like, hey, I've had my PS4 library for the entire existence of PS4, and now I have I have to get a PS5 because that shit just carries over. It's like yeah. the same shit. Like it makes the choice of even considering the other option impossible because you yeah. already have this library and this this stuff that you've already built up. Yeah, and it's something to. Which, like, I'm kind of okay with if it means that we get some backwards compatibility. Because right now, Xbox is the only one that's, like, trying any sort of backwards compatibility. Yeah. And yeah, for, for... I'd rather have that and just have to throw away all my old shit or just hold on to my old hardware. Which is one day gonna just die, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. PS4 is not gonna be around forever. And that's a bummer. But... I mean, we'll see. I, I'm thinking companies are starting to take like backwards compatibility more seriously, especially now seeing like what Microsoft's doing with the Xbox. So maybe in the future, you know, we'll get some more when the PS6 comes out. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm taking more, more backwards compatibility more seriously, but we'll see what happens. Well, Anywho, that's going to do it for the show, everybody. <laughs> I got to pick up my son in like 20 minutes. Oh, damn. Yeah, he gets out of daycare at like 2.30. But I don't want to pick him up like exactly at 2.30. That's when he wakes up from my nap. So uh, I'm going to wait a little bit, let him get up from my nap, and then snack a little bit, and then go pick him up. Yeah, that, well. That's my day. <laughs> go to GamerRisk.com. GamerRisk.com slash Twitch. GamerRisk.com slash YouTube. GamerRisk.com slash Discord. Hop in that Discord and uh, chat with us. Hang out with yeah. us. Uh, play video games with us and no one else. And uh, I'm going to be checking out that Alan Wake 2, I believe. Dope. I got that installed. It took like three hours to at least to like install it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which normally does not. My shit is very fast. So probably a big game. But um, <laughs> Yeah, so get on that Epic. Epic Games is having a sale. You can get that game for fucking $27. So, or if there's anything else on, on there. The reason you get that game is because it's probably never going to hit Steam because Epic owns that game. So, yeah. they published it. So, I don't think it'll be on Steam. Yeah, I don't think so either. If it does, it's going to be like way down the line when the hype is all gone. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, that's going to do it here. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. Be cool, be safe, be active with each other, and we'll see you all next time. See ya.